The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Follow me. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hey everybody, this is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors and thanks for tuning in this morning or afternoon or evening on the ESPN Chicago app or the stream or however you're listening to us. Thank you because that's why I'm here so you can be part of my show. Hey, we got to talk about a couple of things really important here. First of all, I am so pleased, so, so, so pleased, so pleased and honored to say this, but the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame is welcoming Doug Aller. Nan Buckhart and Eileen Rice. You've heard her on the show, but she's that first grade school teacher that I do a lot of work with. Uh, they are being honored by in this for the 2022 Illinois Con- Con- I'm sorry, the 2023 Illinois Conservation Foundation is going to be. Uh, we're going to do this at, and these three individuals. Doug has done so much work with getting first responders out uh, pheasant hunting. Nan uh, Burkhart, she is one of the naturalists and birders and does she's been part of the uh forest preserve up there in lake county for so long it's just magnificent what she does and then we have eileen rice the first grade school teacher i am so honored that i am making this announcement uh because the press release just came out and i want to make sure that everybody knows uh there'll be a big party uh somewhere be probably april and it'll be up here in northern illinois Come on out. Be part of it. Be part of the great outdoors indoors with the Illinois Conservation Foundation. Okay, here's another cool thing I found. The Women on the Wing. Women on the Wing. Sounds like a motorcycle group. Um, Learn to hunt pheasants. That's right. This is a program that is partnered with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources and the Pheasants Forever Found uh, organization. Sunday, October 1st and October 22nd. Uh, you can choose either a morning hunt or an afternoon hunt uh, at the Muzzy Pheasant Farm. Uh, at the, it's located at 1210 North Duran Road in Karuna. Uh, and this is, once again, it's going to be a great event. Participants will learn to hunt pheasants with dogs. Each session will start with a short uh, presentation about Pheasants Forever and the Women on the Wing initiative, 
which uh, inspires to provide opportunities for women to become engaged in dynamic conservationists. It really, it does. And they'll shoot some clay targets, get the swing going, and then you'll go hunting to enjoy lunch afterwards, and after the hunt. Afternoon hunters will enjoy lunch before the hunters, but it's going to be a great time. Cost is $60 per person, which includes a Pheasants Forever membership, lunch, and, of course, the hunt. Hunting vests and a 12 or 20 gauge ammunition will be provided. Bring eye and ear protection. Let us know if you need a shotgun, though, and you can call Bill Fisher at 989-395-5945. Let me repeat, 989-395-5945. There's only going to be like 20 hunters allowed, so you've got to move quickly on this, and let's not lollygag, all right? That's very, very important. Let's talk a little bit about dove hunting. Well, we're going to hear uh, later on the show from one of our guests, uh, Dennis LaPelle, who was out uh, dove hunting with Midwest Outdoors, but some of the state areas did pretty good. Uh, Iroquois County, uh, down in Kankakee, they did very well for the opening, uh, you know, folly of dove hunting. Uh, Some of the other ones had a little bit tougher time, but you know what? These are a lot of local birds. The, the big flocks haven't come down from up north. So we're going to see more and more of them come. So don't don't worry. It'll be okay. Uh, this past week, we got, I think we got nine salmon, uh, lake trout and salmon uh, total out on Diamond Ghost Charters. And we had a great time. The fish moved a little bit deeper. We'll hear more from Captain Tony about that. But they're seeing some uh, salmon in the late evenings and early mornings on the Chicagoland Lakefront casting with glow-in-the-dark spoons and spoons that have a slow wobble, wobble, wobble. Not a fast one, a slow wobble, wobble. So that's an important thing to remember. Uh, We're seeing a lot of activity going on. Haven't heard much about the early season goose season. Uh, I think probably the first couple of days they did pretty well. But the weather's so nice, the birds aren't flying that hard. So you've got to remember, all of those things have to come into, you know, program here when you're thinking about all the cool different things that are going on. But uh, on this week's show, I think you're going to enjoy it because, one, we have Captain Tony on Diamond Ghost Charter sitting on the dock waiting to talk to us. And then we're going to hear from our good friend, Jim Crowley, who went up to uh, Wisconsin Lake Delton and did pretty good. We'll hear all about that from him. And then in our last segment... We're going to hear from Dennis LaPel. He is the cameraman, producer, director, editor, uh, window washer, garbage man, a little bit of everything at Midwest Outdoors TV department. And uh, he had a great time out uh, dove hunting, and it was a family outing. And that's what we're going to look forward to hear more about that. Now let's hear from Captain Tony sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> Tony! away. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, John, that's about it. You know, you got to hook up with 10 fish to get two of them. Mm-hmm. They're on and off so fast, or you fight them halfway to your boat, and they come off. They're barely hooked. They've been falling off into that. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I was telling people that we were out with Tony this week, and we've got a nice mess of fish, but I said, I think one fish was solid hooked. All the other fish that we caught, fell off the hook in the net. And let me tell you, Captain Tony's hooks are not sharp. They are sharp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know, everyone's having the same problem. You'll listen to the radio and you'll hear captains whining about, mm-hmm. don't understand what's going on. Uh, they're just not inhaling it. You no. know, they're, they're aggressive, but they're not super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're catching them on, like, the course or the top, it's a long way to get them in. And, 
you know, uh, the gap gets bigger and bigger where the hook is, or, you know, like I had one all the way and I scooped him up and I had half of his jaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because, uh, the cohos, let's face it, are super big. They're fighting harder than the springtime cohos. They need to strip their mouth off and keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been, uh, you're, you you started out with us in shallow water, and the action was kind of there, but not there. And you said, I know where they're hiding. Let's go. And we went out, right. to, we went out to deep water. All right. We're back offshore, you know. Mm-hmm. They had North Push, you know, up past us, uh, kind of moved them around. There was a few in there one day. Uh, and then they just scattered again, you know, like I said, I think we ended up starting getting fish in like 160, and then yeah. when we made it out to like 200, uh, it seemed like to be the number for us, yeah. you know. Again, flies and dodgers, spoons, you mm-hmm. know, I'm running spoons on my cords and my copper, and then, you know, everything else is dodgers and flies. Yeah. Hey, who was the uh, birthday girl and uh, you had on this week, I heard? Oh, yeah. Uh, the other day I had uh, Lori Mitchell. Uh, it was her, I don't know, blah, 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 birthday. It was her, 29th, really it was her 29th birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she said she was 31. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But, yeah, she did a real good job. Uh, her husband, Tim, was right there with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they caught some nice fish. Uh, I think we took two kings. We did catch a brown. Oh. We did catch a nice, chunky football brown, probably about six pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some bubbles, some kings, and of course some Lakers. You know, so it was again mixed bag, and that's what we've been seeing. Okay, and uh, yeah, for, for to get, we're running out of weekends, but the weekday charters and maybe a, a little bit on a weekend. What do people do to get a hold of you? Uh, again, I'll be in through probably the third week of October, around there, weather permitting. Uh, call the office at area code eight four seven eight three eight two zero three seven. Uh, you can visit me on the World Wide Web at www.diamondghostcharters.com. I got pricing on there. I do have my boat phone number on there, so if you're going to do something, you can text me or you can uh, click on a chat and send me an instant message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And what do we all yell on Diamond Ghost Charters? Sitting on the dock <laughs> of the bay. Why I, n- I never know what Tony was. I never know what Tony's no, going to say to me when I say that. Don't <laughs> oh. let the fishies run away, Chauncey. Good yeah. luck, everybody out there. Good fishing. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is now taking deposits for the 2023 London Low Boats. That's right. The assembly line is working on those 2023 models, and the Waterworks Marine wants you to get the boat of your dreams and get on the water and enjoy a day with your friends and family. But if you have a boat and need service, parts, supplies, or any of those water fun towable items, only make one stop at Waterworks and get on the water faster. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com and tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation 
all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95, big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708 798 9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Well, I got me a fast boat equipped to the max. Jail coat and sparkle, she's my waterproof Caroline. She'd see her out on the flats. I got high-tech equipment, rides and reels. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and yes, I have on a gentleman who crossed the border. He put on his triangular cheese hat, so he was incognito, nobody could recognize him, Mr. Jim Crowley. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, man, yeah, I, I put my cheese hat on and away I went. Uh, yes, I was talking to Jim and he said that, hey, Chauncey. I have. I went to a lake I haven't been to in so long. I can't remember. Where did you go? I went to Delavan. Not so long. I've never. I can't believe as close as I lived to Delavan when I was a kid, and I never went. Every year we try to pick, you know, one new lake that we've never been to before and go film on it. And I'm actually filming season two um, of Jim Crowley Outdoors on Unwired to Fish TV, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know what? Let, let's let's go somewhere close. And so we're like, you know, never been to Delavan. So me and the camera guy went, and what an incredible lake. And I know a lot of listeners already know that, but it, we had so much fun, largemouth, smallmouth, and it was a darn good day. We had some, we had some big fish, had some fun, and uh, it's going to be a good episode, but what a beautiful lake. It was fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, gets a little, it can get a little crowded on a weekend. I will say, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no. 
You know, it's just it's a you know a suburban uh, you know lake in for Chicago, uh, but I mean it does get a little bit crowded. But the fishing, I mean, I can't. The last time I was on Delvin, I had so much fun catching northern pike. I didn't want to catch anything else because they were so much fun to catch. Yeah, we we got into we had some pike and and uh, the panfish were the panfish population there is incredible. We had talked to some locals who were who were there just for bluegill fishing, and, and you know that we were we were bass fishing there, both largemouth and smallmouth. And and uh, but there was a lot that we were we went during the week mm-hmm. and there was still yeah there was a ton of but there was a lot of boat traffic especially after about ten thirty eleven o'clock mm. uh, but some locals where it was really nice I mean you know people come down to the dock and go you know are you catching any and so we'd sit there and talk to them for a little while and everything and it was it was just like I said it was just a lot of fun the the, the smallmouth were just absolutely beautiful and so were the largemouth there's just such great vegetations obviously a fantastic forage base in the lake because all the fish were really healthy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. There was a lot of excitement. We got a lot of fish. Well, do you think the fish are mentally saying to themselves, uh, we better eat because winter's coming down the road? You know what the water temperature was, so we were there two days, and one of the days it, it was pretty stormy. There was, there was a lot of rain, and, and the bite was a little bit slow. Um but the next morning we went back out, and it's funny because they, they didn't eat all the day before. We, it, was, it was pretty slow for us, and we went back out the next morning, and it was gangbusters for about three and a half, four hours. Mm. I think as the water temperature, I think the colder it gets as, as, as the water temperature starts to drop a little bit, and I think it's starting to do that now. Those fish are really going to put on, for, for lack of a better term, they're really going to put on the feed bag. Um, yeah. And I had even said to my camera guy, I go, you know what, it would be great to be out here later in the fall when the leaves are changing color and the water temperature really starts to drop because I, I bet we would just have an absolutely incredible time out there. And that time is approaching. I've seen some of the water temperatures around here where I am drop. We've actually got a tournament this uh, this next weekend, and that's one of the things that's going to be playing into into how we set up for that tournament is mm-hmm. that, how the water temperature is going to drop. Now. Here's an interesting thing. Uh, first of all, when you said fall fishing, the hardest thing for me about fall fishing, uh, Jim, is like, okay, you're out there, you you know, pitch your bait out there, and you're you're retrieving it, whether it's a surface bait, and you're just popping it a little bit, pop, pop, or it's a you know a plastic worm you're working, and you're looking at the shoreline, the beautiful yellows and the bright crimson reds and you know you're like wow look at that and all of a sudden it's the look away bass you know boom I got a fish yeah <laughs> you know what's really what's I've always had I've always had a rule in the fall I've always said in the fall go small and mm-hmm. so a lot of times I'll throw smaller top waters and basically based off what they're kind of what they're feeding on but there's so much forage available in that if we're just talking reservoirs mm-hmm. you're you have so much food available in that late summer in that late summer period. And then when fall comes around, um, I've, I'll throw smaller crankbaits or smaller topwaters or quarter-ounce mm-hmm. buzzbait, something like that. And you'd be surprised that at the size of fish that you catch on top of that, you usually get more bites. Um, I'll throw real small real small crankbaits, for, just for an example, like a Rapala DT4. only goes down about four foot. My, my idea is just to make as many casts and put it in, in front of as many fish as possible. And even when fishing is tough, that by downsizing baits, where you throw a small swim bait, mm-hmm. a small buzz bait, or a small crank bait, you're gonna you're, you're gonna put yourself in that process of having the opportunity to get more bites. And in the fall, I've always done that, and it's always worked really, really, 
really, really well for me, even downsides and spinnerbaits, things like that. But the, the fall is an exciting time because fish are relating more to the bait fish than they are to the cover. Mm-hmm. And because Man. they are literally going back to your, a long way to get to your question, yeah, they are storing up for winter and getting that as that temperature drops. You're seeing that now in Minnesota, parts of northern Wisconsin for sure. And uh, I, I know there's a, I think there's a big MLF tournament coming up on Mille Lacs. Mm-hmm. They're going to, the size of the smallmouth and the numbers those guys are going to encounter, it's going to, it's going to be a fantastic tournament. I think that's why BASS did, you know, their northern swing in the end, and they saw a lot of fish, and they saw some good size ones, too. It all plays into that hand. Yeah. Now, what what, what favorite baits on uh, Delvin that you were fishing uh, that uh, were a, a Jim Crowley creation off of his little uh, desk, you know? <laughs> it, well, it, it actually it was, and, and because... We found them in two places. We found them on weed lines, on the outside weed edges, and then we even found smallies on the boat docks. And so um, I helped Lure Parks do a jig a couple years ago called a flip and skip, and mm-hmm. it was a, a skip and jig that, that I helped do. And that's how we were catching a lot of the fish, is we were skipping. The large mile seemed to be about halfway back under the dock, so you had to skip the jig pretty far back. When they were on the weed edges, they were on the outside weed edge. The smallmouth were on the outside post of the docks in the morning. So we had two. We had actually um, a Rappel Skitter Pop that worked really, really well. And then a couple of them, and I lost a big fish on it too, a big smallie, skipping that jig to the outside edges. And and they would, oh, they, they'd inhale it. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it was nice because it was, a, it was a combination of the two. And, and they were also on uh, some of the rock cribs. Matter of fact, a couple of the smallmouth I caught, I saw down there in the cribs and just pitched a jig up to them and let it fall and watched them inhale it and swim off with it. It was, it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but there's no doubt that this time of year right now, one of my favorite things for going into the fall period from northern Illinois to Wisconsin to Minnesota is throwing a jig and just step on a trolling motor and just put that jig in as many places as you possibly can. Hmm. And the results have not only been a good number of fish, they've been some big ones. Mm-hmm. and they're feeding, as we just talked about. They're getting, and, and that is, and those clear bodies of water like that, a natural, like a green pumpkin craw, green pumpkin jig, which is exactly what I was throwing, is pretty much a staple this time of year for me when you have the water clarity, and that's what they wanted. And to watch them come out and eat it when you're looking right at them, mm-hmm. it, that, was really, that was really cool. And uh, so we got some great underwater footage of that, um, but that, that's definitely uh, top water this time of year, just in a simple shad pattern. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And top waters anyway, fish can't see the top of the bait. So a, a, just a simple, uh, simple shad pattern or something that stands out, a uh, small buzz bait, a uh, walking bait, and then a jig is just something that I know is going to up my odds for, for a big bite as well as a lot of things. I, I think, uh, I don't know what to, if I should call this a top water bait or a no water bait. Uh, on Sunday, I was fishing a small lake, mm-hmm. and I'm standing on the pier, and literally I am talking to someone. And I, I had two rods. One was for a, an artificial, you know, I could, it was just a surface bait that I was casting. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I was a live minnow under a, a bobber. And uh, Jim, the minnow was a half an inch above the water because I, I hook them in front of the dorsal fin, okay? Mm-hmm. So they last longer. And the fish is about a, a half an inch above the water. And I'm talking to this guy on the pier. 
and a largemouth come up out of the water and grabbed my minnow. <laughs> I was in shock. <laughs> and the guy I was talking to goes, man, you're good. I go, That's not, I had nothing to do with this, you know? Well, you know, you know what's funny because this time of year, they especially going to that fall. Sometimes you'll have uh, like lakes by me right now. There's low water level. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going up the cross in a week, and it's low water level. And moving baits are going to come into play because one, the, the fish are obviously not in the bank because there's no water up there. But mm-hmm. the, the they're looking up at bait fish. Yeah. And so when I said I was throwing a jig, whatever they thought it was, or they thought it was a craw or whatever, mm-hmm. it wasn't like in summer at, at the at the peak of summer. I'm throwing a half-ounce jig, maybe, and I'm ripping it out of the ground. So I want something that falls fast. Mm-hmm. This time of year, I lighten it up to like a three-eighths, and, and, and the trailer I put under slows the fall yeah. of the bait. I want them seeing that. A, a wacky worm can be another good one. You have the water clarity. A, wack, a slow-falling wacky worm can be another key. But they're looking up. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it's funny, when I said I saw those fish on the rock cribs, the bait never hit the bottom. As it was dropping, they came right up to it. And sucked it in. They're they're in that process of of looking up because they're they're going after bait fish. They're good. And, mm-hmm. and so that you know that would easily explain what happened. Either they're looking up. He came by and he's like, "Hey, there's a there's a minnow floating. You don't know. He don't know that it's out of the water. He's just coming. He's going to feed. <laughs> That's right. I'm like the hell, you know. I'm like, okay, it was a nice pass. I mean, it was just like freaked me out. Hey, here's I know I love fishing a frog. It's so much fun. You know. Oh yeah. But we're coming close, and it's not right now. It's not, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got to get a little cooler. And frogs will make a migration from one pond to a deeper pond uh, to burrow into the mud to spend the, the winter. Yeah. And when that's happening, it's about a three, four-day period. Using a, a frog bait along the shoreline it could be a, a, a lethal weapon. Oh, there's 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 no doubt. It's it's really fun if you're fishing small ponds or what I call subdivision lakes, mm-hmm. and you parallel the bank and you make that cast, and you can see the the V of that wake coming from twenty foot away. Yeah, that's exactly and what they I'm will, doing. Yeah, they will destroy it. Um, I pretty much have a frog tied on almost from the beginning of the year, really close to the end. Mm. I, I switch colors a couple times. But I throw a frog a lot in open water, too. I don't just throw it over grass mm-hmm. or things like that. Sometimes I will work them, I'll walk a frog over laydowns, yeah. next to laydowns or something. It's a very high percentage bait for big fish. And there's about three colors that I throw. I throw a black one. I will throw a chartreuse one when I'm in thick grass, mm-hmm. especially up um, lacrosse. That's just a, it, If you fish the lacrosse region like I do about three or four times a year, unless you're ice fishing there, you better have a frog tied on. Yeah. And just because there's so much vegetation there. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I'll throw a popping frog. I'll throw a walking frog. It, it doesn't matter. But I have, matter of fact, as we were saying this, I just I just restrung up a rod um, with about 40-pound braid, mm. getting ready to go to lacrosse next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, there will be some part of when we're there, a frog will, will always come into play. And like I said, it's just too much of a high percentage yeah. uh, not, not to have one on. The the only bait, and I'm not gonna. People call it a frog bait, but it's not. To me, it's not. It's, and I'm not trashing the company because the guy that on the bow of the boat that was fishing, but he was catching bass after bass, and it's called mm-hmm. a moss boss. Sure. Oh yeah. It, it's kind of a hard frog color. I threw bait. it as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I that's 
if I were to say what's one of my least favorite lures, a moss boss would be because when I was fishing with this guy, I probably got as many hits on the bait as he did, except that my fish that hit my bait never grabbed the bait. They would knock it into the air a foot or two. <laughs> yep. And I was like, how come you're catching? What am I doing wrong? You know? And they're, boom, there it goes again, two feet in the air. You know, I'm like, oh. So I, I switched baits because I was going crazy, you know. Well, it sounds well, we, like th- there's a lot of fun been going on for you up in Delavan and, and stuff like that. And it's not that far away from Chicago. Just have your, your no. Wisconsin license and stuff like that. Yeah, there's some great lakes up that way. There's Delavan, there's Powers Lake, which mm-hmm. is really good. You have Elizabeth and Marie mm-hmm. um, up there. Um, green Lake, which is oh, probably about two hours over the border, which is absolutely phenomenal like mm-hmm. actually the deepest lake in wisconsin I, I i love wisconsin i fish wisconsin yeah a lot i work with some great companies from wisconsin i just i i love i love going there i'm probably cool. there about 10, 10 or 12 times a year but right now if, if people are looking for great fall colors the farther north up into the lacrosse region things like that right. those leaves are starting to change it's a great time of year to get the family out mm-hmm. and not only fish but just to sightsee a little bit it's very it's a God's doing a great job of painting this year, and the colors are in in full bloom for people to see. If somebody wants to watch uh, or listen to Jim Crowley, where do they find it? The easiest way to do it is just go to jimcrowleyoutdoors.com. That's simple. And so you'll, you'll have all the information <laughs> there. If, if you if you want to see the shows on Wired to Fish TV, easiest way to do it is go to Plex. Uh, I think we're on like nine different streaming channels right now, but Plex is free, mm-hmm. and you can download that for free. And then Jim Crowley Outdoors is on Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Cool. And so, you, yeah, you can see us there and, and uh, everything else you can just find at jimcrowleyoutdoors.com. All right. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on. Oh, buddy, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you. God bless you and all your listeners. Thank you. I look forward to our next encounter. That's right. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. In 95, you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Did you know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live? Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For you can't beat this deal. Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. 
I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at ChaunceyMedia at AOL.com. This segment is brought to you by DiamondGhostCharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, Fish on! Trolling, 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 This is Bill Pasatello, owner-operator of Borderline Fishing Guide Service. We take people out fishing in northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, and you're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoor Radio Show. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Beautiful month here. Oh, such a beautiful week of weather. I can't stand it. I, I, I want to go fishing. I want to. We did go fishing, and we'll, we've talked about that earlier in the show. But hey, on the phone with me right now is a gentleman. I know you have seen his work. You've seen his fantastic ability to bring the great outdoors into your home. We have Dennis Lapel from Midwest Outdoors. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing good, Chauncey. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having us on. Oh my gosh, De- De- Dennis is the guy that literally makes stars of everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's easy. It's uh, you know, it, it, if you have a passion for uh, for fishing and hunting, mm-hmm. um, and and you can put three words together, we can make anybody uh, a quality host, <laughs> including Chauncey. Everybody. <laughs> He, he requires a little bit of extra work. Yeah, see, a lot of, lot more editing, a lot more editing. Hey, Dennis, you recently uh, from Midwest Outdoors went out on a great family dove hunt down not too far from in you know from the Chicagoland area, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so uh, a few years ago, um, uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, got us hooked up with a. Uh, uh, friends and family hunt down uh, in Kankakee County, and uh, we've been doing it for three or four years now, and it's an absolute blast. Uh, uh, they do it every year, the first Saturday of, uh, of dove season, so unfortunately it also coincides with uh, uh, Labor Day weekend usually, but it is such a fun shoot that uh, we, we, we actually fight amongst ourselves here on who gets to go to it. <laughs> That's good. And, you know, that's one of the things, um, and we're going to talk about the hunt, but when, you know, hunting, people may say, well, you know, you, you go out with your dog. And, no, I mean, the first time I went hunting, I was actually living in Michigan on a Boy Scout camp called Owasapi, and the family of rangers there, they would have this, the deer hunt. And you know what? The deer hunt wasn't so much the big activity. It was the excuse for the family get-together. It oh. was. Absolutely. You know, uh, <laughs> hunting is very much a social activity, uh, if you let it be. Uh, it's really 
man, it's only in bow hunting that you're really, you know, into solitude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, or, you know, or, you know, deer hunting in general. But it doesn't have to be because it's, it's all the social aspect once you're in deer camp as well. Yeah. And it, it's, it was unbelievable. It was just, and I've always said, I said, the, my very first year of deer hunting, I'm, what I missed the most after many years down the road was sitting down with the whole Hale family and, you know, laughing, eating chocolate chip cookies, you know, Grandma Hale making food enough to feed an army that she, you know, plus. And, you know, it's catching all of the teasing being the novice hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has to take her love when they're, uh, they're first starting out. That's yeah. for sure. It was so, I mean, and that's, if you were to say, what do you miss about, you know, deer hunting it? That was it. Did I shoot a deer? No. But why Why do I remember that deer hunt so vividly, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's funny that some of my best memories um, as a child growing up in North Dakota is riding in the backseat of the truck while we were going from one field to another uh, looking for pheasants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, me, me, my brother, my dad, my uncle, uh, and uh, a dog if we had one. A lot of times we didn't have a hunting dog, so it was just, you know, you know my brother and I, we were the dogs. I'd say that's why and you have children, isn't it? <laughs> right, yes. Send them out and stop the brush. The, so, uh, and, then, uh, and then, you know, I, I got out of hunting for uh, quite a few years, and I came back into it a, a few years back, and I realized how much I missed, missed it, mostly just being able to, you know, hang out with like-minded individuals and, and having a good time and, uh, uh, yeah, just stand around, tell stories, tell lies, and, uh, you know, it's, it's enjoyable. And uh, it's something like a dove hunt um, that is so approachable for everybody. Uh, you know, this fam- uh, friends and family hunt that uh, we've been doing, um, I, I believe he said there's three generations coming out there now. Um, wow. You know, we have, you know, a lot of uh, young kids out there. They may not shoot. But, uh, you know, they're out there for a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're out there for a good time. And, you know, they're going to pick up a stick if they're sitting around, you know, the cars with their the, the other, you know, parents or whatever. And they're, they're going to be out there, you know, play shooting, for lack of a better term and, and oh, stuff like that. hundred percent. Yeah. See that every single time. Yeah. Now, the doves that we, you know, opening a dove season, yes, there's, dove season runs for, you know, a number of months, but you know, whether it's very dependent on weather, it's dependent on the cold up north in Wisconsin, the forest these mm-hmm. doves down. But, but if we have, you had a pretty decent population of doves because I was seeing lots of pictures that everybody loves to send me. Oh, look at this. You know, we got this many. We got our full limit, you know? And there's state right. areas and private areas that are doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, right now we're, we're getting those, uh, those resident birds. It'll mm-hmm. be a little while yet before the uh, migratory. Uh, migratory populations start pushing down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now and for the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll have diminishing returns, but uh, it's still going to be a really good time. Yeah. And when you go dove, dove hunting, everybody's, oh, they're so beautiful birds. Yeah, but they taste so good. Uh- <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But all I can say is when you go dove hunting, you do not just say, well, what's my limit, 15? Okay, well, I only need 20 shells. No, 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 you need three boxes of shells. I, I believe they say on average you get four dove per box of shells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 25 to a box. Um, I know over the weekend now, we were filming as well, so I didn't shoot that much, but I was just starting my third box when um, uh, we shut down for the morning. Yeah, and you because they are so fast, they are so 
agile on the wing, and they're oh, not see. just, it's not like a duck or a goose that's flying in a straight line. These no. things are like... They dip, they dive, they call them silver bullets. Um, it's, I, I highly recommend, uh, unless you want to throw a lot of, uh, a lot of rounds downfield, uh, get out to the trap range uh, you know, a couple times before you head out. Mm-hmm. Just they, to, uh, knock the rust off. Yeah, sharpen that eye a little bit. I mean, a, a, a dove is probably would skip if if you could take Tom Cruise and shrink him and put him in the brain of a dove he would get scared <laughs> bejesus out of him because they can't make an F16 or F18 fly like a dove i mean and these no. doves i mean they're unbelievable and they tumble and turn and spit and lift and all. you wonder how can you stop going from 30 miles an hour to a dead stop it, it is amazing and and the way that we set up on that hunt like there's a bunch of us in a line and mm-hmm. And you will watch a lone dove come in, and every gun in the field is trained on it. And everybody's putting rounds down range, and it makes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's like they have you know precognizance, uh, uh, mm-hmm. where they they just know where they need to be to to make it through. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, and like I said, they're they're a very plentiful bird. Absolutely. They have several hatchings during the year. They work their way from north to south. You'll you'll see them on the edges of cornfields. They love sunflower seeds. They love sunflower fields. Yeah. And um, you know when when you see the those fields growing in Illinois, uh, you may want to stop and ask talk to the farmer and don't just say hey, can I go hunt it you know. Talk to the farmer. Say, listen, is there something I can come out to help you with, work with you? Because I just don't want to say, can I hunt? Can I help you is what you should say. And yeah, you know, the, the best way to foster a good relationship is, you know, get, first get in there, stick your hands out, introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can't just take. You have to give first. Yeah. And and do that, and and then you you could wind up becoming on some of those unbelievable. And if you get <laughs> instead of using three boxes of shells, and you get down to about a box and a half of shells, I can guarantee you every pheasant later in the year is going to be scared bejesus out of oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if, they if know you take you. down a dove, you, you got a good shot at a pheasant for sure. Yeah, they know you do it. Um, and do you, I'm just curious. Do you use the kids around and pick up doves? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the way, and, and, so this friends and family hunt that we do. Um, you know, the farmer he plans for it every year, and actually he's got two fields set mm-hmm. up for it this year. Um, he sets up a patch of uh, of sunflowers behind the house, and it's surrounded by uh, a strip or two of wheat, and then that's surrounded by uh, either corn or soybeans. And then, uh, oh, about a month or so before season will start, um, he'll go out and spray the, uh, well, he'll harvest the wheat and he'll spray the uh, uh, sunflowers and knock the heads down. And usually by the time, you know, he, he cuts the wheat, uh, you know, the doves are already trying to get in there. But uh, by knocking the heads down, that's going to loosen up the kernels and the sunflowers mm-hmm. and the sunflowers are going to start falling out. So when it comes time for the hunt, you know, these, these birds just, they, that's all they want to be is in those sunflowers. And so we set up, oh, I think there's probably 25, 30 of us uh, out on this hunt now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set up and surround uh, uh, the perimeter of this little patch of sunflowers. And uh, about every 20, 30 minutes or so, uh, you know, we, uh, we call uh, a ceasefire, and everybody walks out and, and collects what we've, uh, we've gotten and creates 
kids are always the first one out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they have to be. It, it, but you're, they're experiencing the hunt. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, if they're not large enough to, uh, you know, to hold a 410 or a 20 gauge, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the very least, you know, they can hold a stick and they can go out and, uh, and collect the birds. And, you know, it's funny, every year they're also the first ones to dig in and, uh, and start cleaning them. Really? It's absolutely amazing. It's like that's the part that they live for. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey, once again, everybody, we're talking with Dennis LaPelle, who's the cameraman, director, producer, uh, washes windows, probably takes the garbage out with Midwest Outdoors on their TV production site. Did I cover all the jobs you have? Um, just about, just about. Uh, okay. I'm doing crack sealing now, too. Oh, okay. All right, wasn't sure. <laughs> no. But, you know, he does so much, and but he makes stars out of people in the field. He enjoys fishing and hunting himself. That's why I wanted to talk to him. But uh, where can we find Midwest Outdoors on television now? Well, uh, for the next month, um, you can still find us twice a day on CN100. And unfortunately, that channel has uh, has decided to call it a day, and, uh, and they will be uh, closing up uh, mm. at the end of September. Uh, so that is a, uh, a loss to uh, uh, to the area, but you can still catch us on uh, NBC Sports Plus Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so channel two hundred one uh, every day or every Thursday at noon, and I believe we still have a Monday evening time slot. But don't quote me on that. Mm. And then throughout the Midwest, uh, you can also find us on uh, Fox Sports North, uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin, Fox Midwest, and a bunch of other stations throughout the uh, entire Midwest. Cool, and and it's there's a lot of information you can learn on it. Uh, if you and besides watching them on television, there I've been getting a subs- I have a subscription Midwest Outdoors for the last years, and yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we we're still publishing the magazine since 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, available on your newsstand or your call in, get a subscription. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, it's. Oh, I think we have like a stable of 200 writers and uh, mm-hmm. it's always great information for uh, for what and how you want to fish or, or hunt. Yeah, and you can do that at MidwestOutdoors.com, uh, which is a great place to go and, you know, sign up for that. And you can all, they also have a digital description uh, subscription and you get a $10 gift card with it if you subscribe. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways of Yeah, of absolutely. Doing it. If, if you don't like the hard copy, if, uh, if, uh, you don't want uh, the magazine in your mailbox every month. You can certainly get the digital subscription, just mm-hmm. the digital uh, subscription, and it'll be released right to your uh, your handheld devices, your your phone, your your iPads, whatever, uh, every mm-hmm. single month. Yeah, and, and and with that digital subscription, you know we do have state section. With that digital sub- yeah. uh, subscription, you get all of the state section. Exactly. So, and that's at MidwestOutdoors.com. Ah, oh, Dennis, thanks so much for coming on and getting me excited that I want to go out and try to get a dove. <laughs> you, you know, you, you got to get out there now. This early season, I, I highly recommend you, you go with a, like a seven and a half shot round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably an, an improved to modified choke. Uh, and then later as the season goes down, these uh, birds get a little bit more wary. I'll step that down to an eight or a nine shot and go uh, more towards the full choke, uh, you know. Because you're going to have to, you know, reach out and touch them a little bit. Yeah, because they they've learned the game. They've learned the game, uh, <laughs> you know. But uh, this early season, getting that uh, that shot spread nice and wide, very fast, that's going to be the uh, the most effective way to uh, to put a couple birds on the ground. Cool, 
Dennis, once again, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Hey, thanks for having me, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey. I'm Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hey, man, you seen that bear go by here? A bear? Yeah, man, he had on a ranger's hat. A bear with a ranger's hat? Ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, man, he had a shovel in his hand, too. Oh, did he have a picnic basket, too? No, man, not that bear. You know, like the bear that checks out the forest, man. Oh, what's he checking out, man? Well, like he's checking out for careless people, man, who start fires in the forest. Oh, that sounds real heavy, man. Hey, well, it is. You know, like every year some dude forgets to put out his campfire and a match or a cigarette or something else, you know, and like thousands of acres go up in smoke. Up in smoke, man? That's right. Yeah, smoke. <laughs> like in fire that could burn up this place. Yeah? Yeah, and that's why the bear, he says, only you can prevent forest fires. Hey, I know that bear, man. What's his name again? Smokey Bear. Well, what do you need him for, man? Because I need a ride back to the city. <laughs> a public service of the Forest Service, USDA, your state foresters, and the Ad Council. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com.
Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Diamond Ghost Charters with Captain Tony at diamondghostcharters.com and Ren Lake Area Tourism at renlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. Well, let me tell you a story about a little fella, black and blue with a hand of yellow, the blue gill boogie. Yeah, the blue gill boogie When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone I'm listening to John C. on John C.'s Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. The blue gill boogie Everybody, well, I hope you enjoyed today's show because I had a great time talking to, you know, Dennis and I had a great time talking with Jim Crowley. Well, Jim Crowley is always fun with to talk to. You never know where that conversation is going to go. But uh, And then, you know, Captain Tony was on at the beginning, so that's always a good thing to do. But you know what? Let's We have to get it done first because uh, I'll hear about it, but we have the Aiden Fishing Report. And this is my grandson Aiden's report. And it's sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Give them a call today, this morning, Saturday, and say, hey, heard you got some new boats in. Chauncey was talking about it on the radio. And uh, talk to Wayne LeBear, see what's going on. Okay, here we go. Papa, school started. It's okay. I was having fun. I'm getting ready for hockey season, and some of the girls in class wanted to know if I was going fishing, and they wanted to tag along. So I guess I'm going to have some fishing partners this winter before it gets icy. We, Dad and I went to the Rogue River by the house, and we caught a few small bass and some small bluegill, and we caught some things that I think are shiners. They were like big, big minnows, but I never saw one before. I'm going to have to look them up. If you were here, you could tell me what they were, wouldn't you? Of course I would, Aiden. I would always tell you what they are. But we had a lot of fun. Uh, Dad took me by the Grand River, by the dam in Grand Rapids, and we saw some of my old friends down there, and they were excited and all yelled my name when they saw me get out of the car. They said they caught a couple of small walleyes, but they have to wait till it gets dark for them. And they're seeing a few more salmon coming up into the river. So I think they're looking for other activities to uh, catch more fish, different lures. So that will be a lot of fun. Um, my hockey practices start tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I'm excited. Hope to see you to come out here. If not, come on up. Let's go fishing. I need to go fishing with my grandpa. Love, your fishing magician, Aiden. 
And the Sinead's Fishing Report is brought to you by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You know what? Give them a call. Tell them you love to hear the Aiden Fishing Report that they sponsor. And I never know what Aiden's going to say because I read it the first time when you people check it out. A couple other things that were uh, happening out there. We saw some activity with, uh, you heard Crowley talking about uh, Lake Delton. But at night, they're working a little bit, uh, 18 feet of water for some of those walleye on Geneva. That's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. A lot of big bluegills came out of Big Green Lake in uh, southern Wisconsin. My friends that are fishing the chain said bass action they wish it was better. They got some tournaments going on, and they just, they, they're not finding what they found a month ago. Uh, they don't know where they went, but the fish didn't leave the lake. So they're still working hard at that. Some muskies are a little bit shallower water, and crappie are starting to locate into some of these shallow backwaters that still have some water. A little bit more water would not hurt fishing on the chain of lakes. Uh, on Lake Michigan, they're fishing at night or very early in the morning before sunup, casting glow-in-the-dark spoons at a number of the harbors, and they're picking up some fish. Some of them are dark, you know, colors now, but they've picked up a couple Atlantic salmon, and even some steelhead on some night crawlers and spawn sacks. That's an, a very good improvement. Our friends in northwest Indiana said they're between 30 and 50 feet of water fishing the bottom 20 feet um, for Cohos, kings, and lake trout, uh, and that activity, depending on the weather. If the weather is, the winds are high, don't go out. Wait another couple of days, and things will get better. That's true. That's We got that big blow last weekend, and that caused lots and lots and lots of problems. Uh, when you roll up into Michigan, they haven't had the high waves on that side of the lake, so the fishing, I don't want to say is better, but they're able to find fish a little bit closer in the shore, which is always a very, very, very good sign. Okay, before we start the uh, Native American proverb that we have every week, I want everyone to have a great weekend. And, you know, yes, you know, kids are in school and everything else, but always find some time to find a local pond. Let the kids do their homework. Take a run to the forest preserve, whatever place you live, whatever county you live in. There's a little pond to go fish somewhere close. Oh, the food's playing, and I have to leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one is from my friend Apensui Majuat. I've lost a couple of relatives this week, some very close ones, and uh, sometimes it needs to happen, and sometimes it's a shock, if you understand what I'm saying. But uh, it's from, when you speak the name of someone around a council fire, their spirit will rise with the smoke, and they will never be forgotten. Here's to my cousin Lydia, and to my good friend Bogdan. We'll miss you both but you're always in our hearts. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Take care, everybody.